What is going on, everybody? What is going on? Welcome to Best Day of Media, Buckeye BS on this Sunday morning. We got a very special episode today. We got Gary on Conley, BIA, Buckeye great member in the building. So how's it going, everybody? Make sure you hit that like button and let's jump into it. Gary on, how you doing? I'm good, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. Of course, appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, they they honestly told me last minute. I didn't know you were showing up. I was like, okay, wait, we got what tomorrow? <laughs> Cam on mute talking, bro. Hey. Yeah, man. I hit him in a group chat yesterday, and I'm like, bro, we got Gary on coming on. He was like, oh, what? I got my questions together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this I have my idea for the show. I Big hype. Back. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. But... Up, though. Appreciate you coming on, bro, for sure. Yeah, happy, happy to have you. Camera. Yeah. Camera, so like, uh, what we gonna do is there, we uh, we got a, we got some questions we're gonna ask them in the chat. If you have questions, I want you to put it up there. We'll try to jump into those um, and get those up here too. Let him adjust his camera real quick. But yeah, so excited to have them, and obviously um, this is a special moment for us. We're growing and moving, so let's continue the train rolling. Um, Ron, I want to start with you. I know you had the first leadoff question, so I'll let you get the first crack at it to ask. So go ahead, take it away. Yeah, so my role with BDMG has become like the Gene Smith guy. So every time Gene says something or does something, we have a video about it. So we just wanted to get your thoughts on his most recent comments saying that the game is just one game and he finds it funny how fans are reacting to these two most recent losses. Round in this rivalry after uh, a couple losses here to Road to Michigan. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I, you know, everybody's so focused on – you know, just one game, just one game. So as Buckeye <laughs> fans, all of us were taken back when we heard that because to us, it's not it's not just one game. So we just wanted to get your thoughts when you hear the athletic director say things like that with a rivalry that's so storied. Yeah, I mean, one game, it is one game, but it's one of the biggest games like of the program. Like when we get there, Shit, even in recruiting, they talk about playing the team up north, like that game and how much it means to the program and the tradition. Um, I mean, when you walk in the building, there's a clock that says how many days until we play the team up north. Like, I mean, if it's just one game, I don't think it'd be shit like that in the exactly in the locker yeah. room in the in the in the building. I don't think um, they would cross out M's all around campus on the buildings and have fucking m's in the toilets and the urinals in the bathroom that we peeing on like i mean yeah it's one game but it's one important ass game so like it just it's it's give and take on how he's saying it but i mean i feel like they always tell us like this game defines the program because like shit, if we was 0 and 11 or they was 0 and 11 when we play each other it's like we 11 and 0 like so it don't even matter but i mean to each his own but it's me. I take it personal with that game for sure. And the fact that I was committed there, they threatened to pull my scholarship. I decommitted and whoop they ass four times in a row. <laughs> so, oh, they try yeah. to threaten, they try to give you an ultimatum. Like, yeah, <laughs> so you said it there for me. You have a 4 0 record against the team up north. What's it been like as a former player that's had so much success against that team to have to watch? Uh, these losses these past two years and not being able to do anything about it except for just sit back and watch. So what's that been like for you to see these past two losses? Man, that shit hurt. And I got friends that's Team Up North fans, family members, like, man, it just, they talk so much shit. But just, I don't know, bro, like, it's just been, I guess we've been spoiled by beating them. Um and just it don't feel I don't even know how to feel sometimes like I'd be pissed all the time when I think about it but it just feel weird to lose to him but more so I mean two in a row pissed me off but last year's loss is really what like pissed me the fuck off because the way it just looked like we just backed down type shit like the effort was more than just the execution and just like 
not knowing what to do or just crazy ass plays that just like we beat ourselves type shit. Like they didn't beat us. Yeah, we gave up all those explosive plays. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A team that doesn't really have an. I and it was all eye discipline, bro. And it's yeah. like I understand, like people were saying. So I remember, I don't remember what down it was, but I remember it was a cover zero, and the corner was off, and he missed the tackle on somebody and they Damn, he scored no. yeah he yeah, scored or he did he score yeah he scored yeah, yeah he, he scored, scored right? 80, 80, <laughs> 80 yards to the crib right. So he scored. all right bye. so look when he scored right so cover zero all the dbs know we're in zero so if we don't break up the ball we got to get them on the ground or if i'm in cover zero i know outside corner i gotta force him inside if i do miss the tackle because all my pursuit is coming from inside so the fact that it's cover zero, maybe it was a bad call at the time. Cool. But it's not a touchdown bad call. It's a bad call, maybe a first down, if that. Because if I go miss the tackle, I got to miss it outside so my inside leverage teammates is coming in. Like, shit like that. Like, that's just shit we got to know. That's not on the coach's call. That's not on uh, the team up north being better. Like, that's just on us. The one with the, the safety, we did like an out and up. And the receivers actually ran into each other. The team up north receivers ran into each other. There's no way you can't cover that. And his eyes is bad looking in the backfield, wide open. Like, that's shit that we control. That's not them beating us. And then, like, in the the long-ass run in the second half, when it just looked like we just gave up, like, just shit like that. That's what pissed me off. Like, it ain't about making a bad call or this and that. Like, that shit just pissed me off because that's self-inflicted wounds. So we know, we hear the stories about Urban, you hear that he ran hot as a coach and, you know, the level of accountability that he demanded. What do you think the building would have been like after a loss under Urban to that team? And what do you think the practices would have been <laughs> Man, like what? with Urban? Man, That's practice would have been four crazy. hours long, nigga. <laughs> we would have been, honestly, because we practice, I don't know if they still do it, but we practice Sunday after the game. But it don't be pads, it'd be like helmets. Uh, yeah. The meeting would have been long as shit, for sure. Niggas would have been yelling all over that shit. Our meeting would have been long as a position coach or position group. And then practice would have been like three hours, four hours long on a Sunday, just because you would have been in that bitch till at least 9.30. I have one more what, question what, about, one the, game. about that game one that wasn't game. in the show notes. But after that most recent loss in the shoe, they planted a flag on the block of... What would have been the reaction to any of your teams if that would have happened? And who, which player on your former teams do you think would have been the most <laughs> upset or enraged by that act? You got to rumble. That's I mean, yeah, we got, we got to work, bro. <laughs> like, got to. <laughs> and I don't even, what's crazy is I don't even believe in like fighting the past because like yeah. you punching the helmet, you, it's just like, but we got to go slam some niggas or something. Like, <laughs> like bro, you got to get to get it. Break break the flag, up. Like, go get the flag, hit them with the flag, something, bro. Like, <laughs> bro. But the whole, I mean, I feel like every team I was on would have been on that, but and for sure, the defense, every defense I've been on for sure. But I feel like every team I was on, everybody was ready. Yeah. You yeah. love to hear. Hopefully we see that type of energy next time we see them boys in November because, I mean, these past two years have been disrespectful and we got to get our get back. Yeah. I mean, but like, so that, as far as like the flag playing and shit, I think that's just like a generation thing. Like, and not saying I'm like the oldest person, but it's just like, None of that shit was happening when I was in college. Like, it wasn't no planting no flags from anybody. Nobody was doing no shit like that. Maybe you go on their logo and, like, yell and get your chant or whatever type shit, but it wasn't, like, no plant flags. Like, I feel All like right. the... Bro, them the niggas had a whole is just rising shoot, right bro. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, they put, yeah. they put that shit in their library, bro. They have a mural of shit yeah, in their bro. library of them plant, like, taking a photo shoot yeah. on the block over. Like, for but, shit, it's um, crazy. Gary on, man, you know, Ohio State fans have been like, man, we get all of these guys, you know, from all all different parts of, you know, the United States and stuff, and they don't understand, you know, the rivalry sometimes, or they're just learning about it because, you know, they committed to Ohio State or they're at Ohio State. How important do you think it is to have a core group of guys from Ohio, because I just remember, you know, I've been thinking about like we have those core group of guys from Ohio. We're yeah. always keep 
competing for national championships, but we're also not losing to that team up north. Yeah. Um. So as far as me personally, I I didn't know nothing about it. I wasn't playing football. I wasn't in the football. Didn't know nothing about the rivalry like before I got there. But like I said, even with recruiting, like I learned about the rivalry that early. Like I learned about it when I was committed to them. Like so, mm-hmm. but the fact of like being from Ohio, I feel like you take more pride in it. Uh, not even just the rival, but just playing at Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, people coming from around the country, they not knowing about the rival, but they not knowing about the tradition of Ohio State. And just not being from Ohio, you don't really understand like the difference. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I feel like, I mean, you got the people that like the team up north that's from Ohio, whatever, whatever. But shit, even they understand how important the rival is, like <laughs> whether they're on the other side or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I feel like, um, like I said, the generation is, is just changing, bro. So like, I live in Houston and I train my stepson. He's 16. I train him and some of his teammates. And then I had my camp in Ohio last week. Um, but it's just like there's so much access in California, Texas, uh, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, because they got spring ball. They got trainers like all this shit. Like Ohio has a lot of talent, but there's just not enough like access for them to have. Like, I don't know. I think Duran is and then my cousin, but he moved here. I think there's the only two trainers for football that I know in Ohio. So, like, there's a lot more access and resources in other places. So, a lot of, like, players are getting better now. So, I feel like that's, that's why they're transitioning from Ohio. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they still need to, like, go and dig in Ohio because there's a lot of players that have a lot of talent. They just need coaching. Right. The, that's what uh we were talking about earlier um as far as, like, the spring ball situation. Yeah, with, man. I mean, since we're on the topic, bro. like, yeah. So, we're talking about it's the spring crazy. ball situation in Ohio, how – um word because i know you went to houston and yeah. like you uh play football down there and talking about the resources there's yeah. a lot of kids up here that are just like behind bro because they don't got that spring uh session to get the workouts in right, there's no there's no camp circuits that are coming up here and also it's just not a culture that's already um put in place with recruiting from not from not being in the south uh and and just having like those satellite camps and stuff like that so yeah, what bro. do you, what what do you think that the disadvantages are for being a high school kid in Ohio versus what you saw in Texas um as yeah. far as exposure and just being able to come to a school develop? I mean, spring ball one for sure. Like literally like my stepson's school is like 5 minute walk from my house. So, when they said they would have spring ball, I'm thinking like college like they like no, we got spring ball. I'm like, "What?" They literally have like three or four weeks of spring ball and then they got a spring game bro so like that's extra reps and full pads that you get that's a whole nother season of reps bro that you get to get better get coaching and then like their field so what i was telling them i'll be telling them all the time like the like advantages and resources they have their field is always open so i train them at their high school field and then there's a middle school right here like when you get out of school i know like in maslin and again, like the field is locked if it ain't no practice. You can't right. just go out there and get work. Yeah. Trainers can't just go to the field and use the field. They gotta like pay for it. I go over here for free and just train my kids over here. And then like they got hurdles on the field, like on the they on the track, so you can use hurdle, get mobility. They got like dummies out there, they got the sled, like they got everything that the team uses out on the field just for anybody to use. Like that's crazy, bro. You don't got that in Ohio. In Ohio, they're locking everything up. Yeah, bro. <laughs> After school, there's no practice. It's locked. But then also, like, I train. I train DBs and receivers. There's at least three other trainers that train DBs and receivers within 10 miles. So just that. And then you got other areas. I mean, Houston big as hell. But just there's trainers everywhere. There's way more access. Like, in Ohio, like I said, there's two trainers in Ohio, the whole state that I know of. And one of them is my cousin. He just moved here. So now I only know one. And Duran, he just started coaching. I don't know if y'all seen with uh, Chase Ferris. So he might not even be training as much no more. So, like, there's not a lot of trainers in Ohio. And I went back to my camp, like I said, and I was teaching them little stuff like footwork and where to place your foot and not to fall step and shit like that. And it's just like they're that behind that they don't even know shit like that. So there's a lot of, like, disadvantages being in Ohio as well. And you can't put pads on until August. I think that's still a rule, too. And then Whoa. the 707, I think that just started as well. 
in right. Ohio. But it's yeah, been yeah. here. It's all it's over. Actually, it's like AAU basketball here. And uh, so you, you're you a Kerry Coons guy, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I am love Kerry Coons. I love the energy that he brings, the way he developed you guys. And for me, it was painful to watch, you know, our fan base kind of turn against him. And, yeah. uh, you know, as a D.C., I also think some things uh, went against him and was a little unfair to yeah. him. But just uh, speak on, you know, what do you think uh, Kerry's biggest issues or, you know, did you have any takes on his uh, second stint at Ohio State as a D.C.? Yeah, um, I didn't really watch each game. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't really watch sports like that. Like, I'll be watching highlights. I watch the big game always in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I feel like he shouldn't have been a defensive coordinator or if he was, they should have like let him do him. I feel like it wasn't him running the whole thing like he wanted to. Um, but in general, I just feel like he should have just been the corners coach and then should like give him like a pay raise just to be the corners coach or something like that. Cause, and then special teams, that's what he does too. So like right. he should have just been the same position that he was when he had all that success there. Like why, why change it up? You know what I'm saying? But um, as far as, like, the play calling and stuff, like, I never really talk about, like, the play calling because I'm not in the building. Right. So I, I don't know for sure because it's like, like I said, the shit I was explaining in the Michigan game, but, like, the play call is bad, but it's just, like, shit came worse from the play call. So it's, like, it's on the coaches and the players 50-50. So right. unless I'm there to see what's going on, like, I can't really – establish like what's what who's this or who's that to blame well we have a question in the chat which also ties into my next question with you gary on um they say ask gary on how often he goes back to the woody and does he interact with the uh current buckeye squad and you know i, I just wanted your take do you at, interact with them uh have you spoken to coach tim walton and uh how do you feel about former Buckeyes being coaches at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, so I knew – I remember Coach Walton was uh, at the Giants when I was coming – oh, shit, when Eli went to the Giants, he had mm-hmm. him. And then when I was coming out, he was talking to me. Uh, but that's really all I talked to him. But I actually went there Monday, uh, this past Monday, right after my camp. Uh, I took my family up there because it was their first time in Ohio, and I wanted them to see Ohio State. Uh, so I talked to – him and uh, damn, I forget the safety coach's name, but I talked to Harry Eliano. Yeah, he cool, he cool. They both seem cool. Um, but honestly, like because I was rehab, I've been rehabbing for three years, mm-hmm. so I, that was my first time back in Columbus in three years. Uh, so it's just been like I haven't really been into like looking into talking to people, and I was really in like a low key. I wouldn't say dark spot, but I was just in like a low key, like I wasn't really fucking with nobody. Like you just locked in on your own yeah, rehab yeah. and I was trying, trying to, to figure it out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if you rehabbing and you know what you're rehabbing, this is like cool, but this is like I don't even know what the fuck I was rehabbing. So I was just I wasn't talking to nobody. I like I said, I didn't go to Columbus for three years. I know a couple players just by like name, like Marvin Harrison and uh the running backs and shit like that, quarterbacks. But I don't know him personally. I know uh, Jaden Ballard because he went to my high school, uh, and he used to be at my practices in high school when I was like in uh, my senior year, junior year. He was like six or seven years old. His uncle was a coach. But other than that, I don't even really know nobody like that. So, but I told him he he wanted to hit me up. He said he wanted me to get with the uh, the corners and stuff and talk to him. I told him whenever he wants to, I definitely do that. Bad. What's up? All right, go ahead, Q. I yeah. know you got some stuff yeah. cooking. Oh uh, yeah, they 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 cooking me up because I had plenty of questions to ask. So, how much time you got? I got. I'm gonna ask some. Um, I'll leave with some program questions, and then I'll ask some questions and more. Get your personal opinion on. So, um, overall, you say you haven't been back to the uh, facility a lot. But I do want to give your overall impression of Ryan Day as a coach. Um, and do you think he's the guy to lead the program? So I'll start with that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, bro, being in the building is different from looking on the outside in. Uh, at times, there's, there's like, I look at it as like, I just be like, 
man, Coach Meyer would be doing this. He would be doing that. He'd be doing that. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I feel like, like I said, it's to me, it's always 50-50, bro. It's like coaching and then it's players. So it's just like if you got a coach that's like Coach Meyer, that's like hard on you, da 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 but then your players ain't really buying into it, then you got a bad program. If you got a coach like Coach Day who's not as hard as Coach Meyer, but he's still hard, but he's giving you leeway, but then you got players that still don't buy in, like that don't like the way it is or do like the way it is, it's not going to be a great program. So it just depends on what's going on there. But from the outside looking in, like I said, I'm not there, so I'm not saying it's this or that. From the outside looking in, I just feel like the culture ain't the same as when I was there. Like, we just, we went harder, like, on certain things. We took more things serious. And I just feel like we had dogs. And that's on players. That's not on the coaches. And people be saying, oh, well, that's recruiting. I don't agree with that because you recruiting the player off what you see on film. You don't know how he is as a person or like what their mindset is because you got people that can hide in football that that can be good. They can be talented, but ain't really dogs or the opposite. You can have dogs that ain't as talented. You coach them up to be good. But I feel like somewhere along the line, like the culture just ain't the same. Like, but I heard when I went up there, uh, that coach Mick is doing some shit similar to what the year after we lost in uh, 2013 uh, in the Big Ten, we went to that championship run. He was doing some shit like that in the off season. So That's hopefully that gets that shit to turn around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Could you feel the cultural yeah. difference in the building while you were there on Monday? Uh, it was they was off, so okay. I don't even know. Yeah, they, they was, but yeah. that's what I, that's what. So that's the thing. Like, and that has nothing to do with the uh, the actual culture, I guess. But like the breaks they get. I'd be saying shit like that, and I'd be playing, but I'd be serious. Like, they get hella breaks. I'm just like, we never was allowed to leave that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> they'd be all over the world or all over the country, like, doing shit. And I'm just like, bro, how is these niggas doing all this? But it's yeah. like NIL. Yeah, LA. Shit, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Miami. Like, I'm seeing they, videos they, of, like, the NBA uh, uh, players hooping <laughs> and shit. Like, I'm just like, bro, how are they getting all this? Like, like May. May, it's called May Mesher. That's what we called it. Like, that shit is, by the compliance, it was voluntary. But we knew, like, nigga, if you wasn't there, you weren't playing. Like, yeah. but now they get so many breaks. Like, I know uh, bro told me they got a break from, like, June 30th to, like, July 10th or some shit like that. Like, we got the weekend of July 4th, and we was right back in there the day after July 4th. Damn, we never had breaks shit. like that. So I just feel like it's just... It's it's the times, bro. Times is just changing, so it's hard to find dogs as coaches and players, because parents be in, getting involved too. They don't want their kids to be coached hard. It's just it's times is just changing, bro. Yeah, because sure. I I did want to ask the the biggest differences you see on the defensive side of the ball. Now you touched on not having dogs and things like that. Is that the main thing you see? Is the big difference? Yeah, I feel like it's just it's it's the mindset, bro. Like passive ass guys. Yeah, bro. Like I asked, I asked the player. I'm not gonna say his name, but I asked the player two years ago. I remember uh, when they first lost to a team up north. I'm like, bro, what's going on? Like, it, it, am I tripping? Is it the players? Is it is it the coaches or what? And he told me he like, bro, they just don't recruit no dogs no more. And this is him talking about his team. Like, and he said that he like, bro, I love my team. I never like fought on my team he was just like but well, we just we don't got dogs out there like how we used to they don't re he said they don't recruit dogs anymore that's what he said and that's coming from a player you know what i'm saying and like i'm saying the recruiting you don't know like as a coach i can go a player can shoot, show me all this shit and then when he get there he might not be a dog so it ain't necessarily on the coach recruiting it's just like on the player like i put more on players than on coaches that's just how i am because like when we play I know on my defense, any defense I was on at Ohio State, nigga, if, say we was on the field and Fick or Shiano or Ash called some shit we ain't like, like, man, what the fuck he calling this shit for? But we gonna make that shit work. Like, right. type shit, right, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like, oh, it's just on the coaches. Like, no, we gonna find a way to win. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that they yeah. think like that. 
Yeah, because um, I, I think we either talked about it on here or in a space, but I had talked about during the T-Ton game where in the fourth, when it was going to the fourth quarter, you seen the dude on the Michigan sideline talking about mm-hmm. we're going to break. We know this is the moment that they fold. We got them. We, we can go ahead and do that. And I'm like, when's the last time we've seen that on Ohio State sideline? The, thing, yeah. the crazy thing know. about that, though, Q, yeah. is like they probably see that shit on film. Like, yeah. see little things yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Basically, yeah, around, every team is know? smart. Yeah. yeah, they watch film. They know what's up. But yeah. that's what you see in games, though. I mean, it's, unless we like blowing somebody out, you know what I'm saying? But right, it's just like yeah. a mindset. the The players gotta take over more than the coaches, bro. That's how it's always been. Power of the unit. That's what we call that shit when I was there. Like the units gotta take care of their unit on their field. Like Coach Meyer put so much emphasis on power of the unit. Like it was damn near. I mean, everybody knew he was the head coach, but it was like each position that was your head coach. Like, that's how much pressure he put on the coaches to make sure they had their players right. And we knew we didn't want to – because you got that bond with your coach. You don't want to yeah. let your coach down. It's just like, I fuck with Coach Meyer, but this is like, I'm going to play harder for my coach and Coach Meyer because he's not with me all the time. He's not in the weight room or on the field at practice the whole time doing all this shit with me. So he puts more pressure on our position coaches. And we don't want to let our position coach down or our position. So it's going to make our unit good. That's how the other unit's good. Each unit, and then we come together as a team because all of our units are strong. But I just feel like somewhere it's it's missed now. Somewhere in there. I don't know. But they need to get that yeah. shit right. Hopefully they will, though. I say hopefully. Um, one of the questions I did want to ask, something I've seen that we, we talk about a lot here when it comes to recruiting and in the, in the current roster that we have is team speed, especially on defense. Do you feel like there is a difference – you guys were flying all over the field. Guys are moving. Guys are flying to the ball. And I feel like now when we face dynamic athletes and they come up yeah. towards the end of the season, we struggle a little bit. Do you feel like team speed is, has taken a step back? Uh, Not necessarily. I think it's just, like I said, mindset, bro. Like, you can get a dude that the run a 4 yeah. yeah, You can get a dude that run a 4-3, but he might not play. He'll play at a 4-6. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't necessarily the speed, it's the mentality to play at that speed. Like, they say that shit all the time going in the league. Like, somebody at the combine, run a 4-4, 4-3, boom, boom, but they soft, they're going to play at a 4-6. Like, so it don't even matter. It's all about mentality. And I, and I wanted to ask, actually, that's a good question, because I want to ask your opinion on something. So obviously we had the combine last season and a lot of guys did not go test at the NFL combine. And it was questions of the competitive edge, like we, we already alluded to. What is your opinion on guys not testing when guys used to go there and we used to run four threes and four fours? And you really saw the athletes that we had. Yeah, um, me personally, I, I don't care for the combine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it helped me. It, it it's like a make or break. It helps some people. It doesn't help some people. I still don't like it. Like I told Coach Meyer, I said, bro, like I'm leaving regardless if I go first round or undrafted. I just I'm done. I graduated. I'm not doing another year of that fucking off season. <laughs> that shit's crazy. <laughs> he was like, nah, bro, but, it's over with. <laughs> but like that shit, the combine, it was the longest fucking four or five days ever. Um, but it helped me because I ran. Fast, but the only reason it helped me is because they projected me to run slow. So it's honestly right. like depends on the analyst. So like, if an analyst is just like saying you slow or you can't do this or do that, and you end up doing that at the combine, it boosts your stock. But like the combine is just, I don't understand it. I mean, I do, but I don't, because it's not. It doesn't mean you're a great football player, but it just is what it is. But you keep- I didn't do some tests at the combine. How was that talk with your agent? Like, was it your agent recommending you to not do certain uh, testing things or, you know, For me, no. okay. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you keep putting emphasis on mental toughness and yeah, bro, I'm the, all about that, bro. the game that I think about that a lot of people probably don't think about when I think of that is when y'all played Clemson and we lost 31 zero, right? <sighs> Man, I was so just talking like, about that, bro. So it's like to the average casual fan that never played ball, whatever, they look at that score and be like, oh, we was getting our asshole. But our defense was fucking with them. Like y'all was yeah, smacking bro. them niggas. Had was like, but our picks. offense was like, so what was that like mentally for y'all to be like, bro, like 
The, the Clemson offense really not really fucking with us like that, but we're going to be on the field all game because our offense can't get going. And you got to yeah. keep that positivity up. Yeah, uh, one thing. That like, year. <laughs> man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he should have been on OC. Bro, but, y'all was on uh, the field so much that game, bro. I was, I was like, talking to uh, Dorian. He played uh, linebacker at Clemson. We was training at Exos. I was just talking to him about that. I'm like, bro, like, we literally had two picks. And I want to say it was four or five sacks. And I was just like, bro, even if we lose, like, with two picks and four or five sacks, you don't lose 31 to zero. Getting in the red zone three times. Like, like that just don't happen, bro. But, I mean, that whole year, everybody's seen offense. But, like, we had a hell of players on offense, too. So, like I said, it's 50-50 coaches. So, or coaches, players. So, it wasn't just all on the players. It was, it was culture for sure. But. We always had that mindset of like, we gonna pick up the offense. They're struggling. Offense gonna pick us up if we struggle. Like we just always had that mindset on every team that I've been on, from the championship year to my last year. Uh, but that shit definitely hurt. Uh, that being my last game, me having to pick the second play of the game, Malik having to pick, having all those sacks. Bro, I know. was lit. I was like, oh, we lit, man. We it was just jumping around. Damn, bro. I was like, bro, we got this. The game went on. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, three, and out, say, three, yeah. And out, three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Three and out. As soon as I called them three and out, I was like, yeah, our defense was yeah. like, getting tired as fuck, bro. <laughs> but yeah. still, like, yeah, I, even though it was 31-0, like, we still playing like it's 0-0 until the clock right now. Right. That's the difference, bro. I ain't want to ask that. I didn't want to ask him for the sake of your mental health. So I tried to avoid that. Cam, Cam snuck it in there. I had to, but, bro, because um, he kept talking about mental, like being mentally yeah, tough. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. damn. Like they were still fuck, playing and like yeah. making plays, and our offense was absolutely inept, bro, doing nothing. So, yeah. Ever since but, that um, game, my Michigan State, the championship year, people don't even realize like the championship year, I didn't even play corner for real. But ever since that game, when I got beat like real bad, like, my mental toughness just elevated, and I had to like stand on that shit. So I take that shit serious. For sure. Speaking speaking yeah. on that, I kind of wanted to talk to you about like how you were saying like how your mental toughness had to get better because I remember that Michigan State game, man, uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, bro. They was picking on you, and uh, I think yeah. this, this this might uh, kind of turn into one of Q's questions as well. But talk about that development that it, that you needed and what it. And actually, what it took to go from being what you were in 2014 to being that first round pick that you turned on in the in the, in the being. Yeah. So 2014, bro, it was me. Uh, so Duran was a starting corner already, and then it was me. Me and Eli came in the same year, and I redshirted my freshman year, and he redshirted. So the second year was 2014. Me and him were literally battling for the job in training camp. And I was ready to play. Like, it was either going – and I'm not saying I would have won the job or he would have won it, but literally it was like Coach Combs didn't have a decision who was going to be starting week one. It was a week before the game. I caught a pick in practice, and I was so high in the air that my feet, like, went up above my waist. And so I couldn't land. So I landed on my back, and I started having, like, sciatic problems. I had to get carted off the field. And uh, so I didn't start next week. And not saying, like I said, not saying, because Eli is my dog. Like, I'm not saying I would have got the starting job, but there still was no guarantee that who was starting. But right. because that happened, I knew I wasn't starting because I was hurt. So then I end up preparing each game because Coach Combs like, you just always got to stay ready. So I'm preparing each game like I'm going to start or I'm going to play at least. And I just wasn't playing. So I started only playing special teams. And then by the time we got to Michigan State, that's like eighth game, ninth game, tenth game of the season. I'm to the point where I'm like, nigga, I ain't playing. So I'm just preparing for my special teams plays. I'm cool. <laughs> so this man, Eli, got hurt in the game before the Michigan State game. He right. hurt his hamstring. But it was like the end of the game. So I went in, of course. But it's just some little weak plays at the end of the game. So I'm thinking, because he practiced all week. He like, I'm playing. So I'm like preparing. Like, shit, I ain't playing. I didn't prepare. Didn't watch film. Didn't do nothing. Yeah. This man mm-hmm. does the warm-up. Says he's good. We go out, we go back in. You know how we go back in before we come back out? Yeah. We come back out right before the game starts. 
Coach Combs coming to me like, you starting. Eli ain't playing. I'm like, what, <laughs> <laughs> like, what you mean? Big Ten Championship. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, bro, there's no way. So my heart just dropped. I'm like, bro, what? I'm starting like night game at Michigan State, bro. This is mm-hmm. like our year. Like, we undefeated. I'm like, oh, no, we didn't undefeated. We lost to Virginia Tech, but we need this game. Michigan State had to be I'm like, bro, all right. So I go out there. I'm shaking. First play shaking they run the ball boom whatever second play i'm out there on the island shaking do run a post on me and that's crazy like i was on top of it but he caught it of course when he catches my mind just go down the gutter i'm like fuck he caught the ball on me he damn near mossed me caught the ball next play they do a motion motion back i'm following him following him they throw the ball to him on the out he run me over touchdown i'm like bro what the fuck is going on he's like bro i wasn't even planning on being out here bro. Crazy. Gary, was he's on ready, the mic bro. the whole time like what i was not ready for that bro and what was crazy is bro the whole time there was not one person that was like you suck, you this, yelling at me, coaches, players, teammates, like everybody lift me up. Like, you got it, bro. Just stay in it. Yeah. But myself, I was not picking myself up. I was just like, bro, nah, like I'm shitty. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, and then it was like the next series, they caught like another ball on me. I think it was like a hitch or a curl or something like that. Caught another ball. And then Eli, bro, I don't know what, what in his mind, I still haven't asked him. I got to talk to him about it. But some in his mind, I think he either just – he wanted to play bad or he just wanted to save me or both. Like, he just was like, bro, like, he came in and he, he played hurt the whole game. Like, just took me out. And I was just like, damn, bro, like, I appreciate you because I just wasn't there mentally, bro. But then so, after that, what you about to say? I was going to say, at what point did you get that mental confidence back? Yeah, so, like, after that, like, I prepared like I was going to play even though I didn't play. And I still didn't play the rest of that season. Like, I played the end of the games, like I said. But, like. I prepared like I was going to play again like I was when I was a, thinking I was going to be a starter. So I took that shit more seriously because right. Coach Meyer always said, like, be ready when your number's called. He called it competitive excellence. And I, of course, you when you hear coaches talk, you be like, man, whatever. But then when it happened to me, I'm like, I took that shit serious. So then after that, like, I just prepared like I was a starter every trip, even though I wasn't playing. And I just kept that mentality. And then the next year I became a starter. And then I had a really good year. Yeah. So um, I did want to ask, because we touched on it, that um, that secondary that you played on in, in 2016, I mean, just loaded yeah. with first rounders, you, Denzel Ward, Marshawn, Malik, Damon Webb. And I want to ask your opinion, where does it rank on the best secondaries in the modern era? And I'm going to name a couple just to uh, refresh some minds. So that LSU 2011 secondary was Tyron Matthew, Morris Claiborne, who won the Thorpe. Eric Reed was a first rounder. Brandon Taylor. And then Florida State in 2013 had P.J. Williams, LaMarcus Joyner, Terrence Brooks, and um, Jalen Ramsey. So oh, yeah. where, do, where do you think that secondary ranks up there as much the best we've seen maybe since like 2010? I mean, I'm biased. Of course, we rank one, like, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, me, Marshawn, so what's crazy is, like, I was a captain my senior year, returning starter, and I was splitting reps with Denzel and Marshawn. But then I ended up starting playing nickel, so we were all on the field at the same time. But that just shows how good they were. Like, Coach Meyer, he don't care who you are. Like, he playing the best players. And – I had to take that as like I could lose my job if I ain't on my shit. And I could have been like, oh, like I'm the captain and been bitching about it and probably got my way. Like I would have stayed in the whole time. But I was cool with them coming in because I knew there was no fall off. And then I ended up playing nickel. So it helped my draft stock because I could play inside and outside as well. Right. And we all on the field at yeah. the same time. So I put our definitely our secondary uh, as number one. Then you got Malik. And then Dame, he used to be a corner, and they moved him to safety. Yeah. And honestly, where position he played, uh, we called it Falcon, the field safety, and cover four, that's cover zero. That's damn near off man and one. And then you got Malik basically kind of playing the post. So he was basically playing corner that whole time too. So our, our secondary was elite, bro. I definitely put ours as number one. Okay. Yeah, I had to ask that one. I'm like, that secondary was just stupid. Um, yeah. And so we scored I hella touchdowns. 
<laughs> carrying the offense a bit. Um, okay, so I want to ask you a harder transition, just quick opinion. So, do you think it's harder to go from high school to high level, to high division one college, or college to the NFL? Depending on if you're talking about on the field or just off and on in general. So, like, in, from life, from transitioning to high school to college, that shit was way harder because the shit that we went through, like with Coach Mick. Like I said, I was leaving regardless of my last year because I did not want to do that shit again. I, I told Coach Combs and my mom I wanted to quit my freshman year with training camp. So that shit, and then going to class, winter workouts, mat drills, like all that shit, bro, that shit was way harder. But as far as like uh, like the, the skill level on the field, the transition to the college to the league is harder because, you know, in college you'll play like a – Akron University or whatever, and you got a game off damn near. Or, like, there was games where we played, like, Northwestern. I had zero targets. In the league, you could play the worst team, but they got a star receiver. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's you could lose to any team in the league. It's no, always competition. Wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like as far as football itself, it was hard to transition from the college to the league. But one, everything else, definitely high school to college. Going back to what you were saying with um, Denzel Ward and how you're saying there was no drop-off and, and things like that, here on Best Day Media, we had a whole uh, phase, segment going in about how we um, compared to Alabama, uh, Georgia's, Clemson's, whoever, we mm -hmm. have uh, highly talented freshmen that weren't getting any snaps at all on the, on the defense last year, like C.J. Hicks, the Sunny Styles, like uh, the five star freshman kids that were coming up, and we'll be blowing yeah. motherfuckers out, and they're not getting in the game. So, um, how do you feel about like that? Like, was was that? Uh, what, how do you feel that affects a team as far as like a locker room when you know you're one of the most talented players, whether you're a freshman or a sophomore, and you're not getting any snaps? Do you feel like that negatively affects? the work going into the week and then so on and so on when you know like we're going to blow out Youngstown State by 50 and I'm still not going to play, especially because uh, a five-star athlete. I mean, I don't know if the, the little eligibility rules have changed or not, but I know like if you play too much, then you'd be credited like losing a year of eligibility. Right. Played. So I know that's why, that's why I didn't play my uh, red shirt year. Um, but as far as like them not playing – like I said, I'm not there, but I know when I was there, um, if you didn't play, you weren't ready. That's just what it is. Like, you could be a dog in high school. Like, I feel like I was elite when I got to Ohio State from high school, and it showed me that I wasn't ready. <laughs> like, right. even though I felt like I should have been playing, you know what I'm saying? But I just, looking back on it, I wasn't ready uh, from a technique standpoint, physicality, um, speed-wise, none of that. Um so it just depends on what, what happens within the facility and with the program, if they were ready or not. I feel like if they weren't playing and they just weren't ready, either physically or mentally, like me, like my second year, I was ready, but then I wasn't because mentally I had to drop off. So it could be several factors for real. Nice. Oh, go ahead, Cam. Oh, no, no, no. That's all, that's all I wanted to ask because I know that. Um... I didn't even know bro was a freshman. I heard of him. Uh, the Styles kid, they said yeah. he was supposed to be good. Yeah, I mean, he came he, in early. He, he, yeah, he, he, oh, he, he wasn't early. Yeah, he really but was I, supposed but to I, be a high school senior. But what <laughs> I, all I'm saying is, like, I mean, it wasn't like our defense was just, like, super dominant and, like, niggas yeah. just going crazy. So, it's like, I don't understand why young why guys they didn't put him in. Yeah, and get yeah. reps. Like, nah, I, don't shit, know. I would have. I would have definitely tried. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we had, what, eight, ten players on rotation last year that didn't get drafted? Yeah. Well, so one thing I was talking about with my homie the other day is, like, at Ohio State, you only need one year for real, for real. Like, yep. think about, like, Marshawn, Denzel, Leak. Leak. Like, <laughs> you only need one year. So, you're going to get your time. And another thing, like, so, like, people, uh, they always try to go, like, to school where they just going to play all the time and do all this, like, and I could have did that. Like Cincinnati wanted me to play offense, defense, team up north. When they heard I wanted to leave because I wanted to play offense, they was like, oh, we'll let you play offense, defense. Like telling me all this shit. And then like Coach Meyer, he said he recruited me as an athlete, but I knew he wanted me to play corner and shit. And I didn't even want to. 
but it's just like either way you i was gonna have to compete because we got dogs at receiver we got dogs at corner and it's just like i could have went to any other school and played right off the bat but i know if i come here and earn my stripes at ohio state then i'm going to the league like so, so it was a long-term versus short-term yeah, decision for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like, bro, bro didn't play last year. He going to get to show his shit this year, and he could fucking make his name just off of this year alone. Yeah, because I did want to ask, did, do you worry about the modern high school athlete with NIL playing a big fat people can offer you, you know, whatever. Do you worry that about people choosing maybe what they're going to get versus the best program that will actually develop them and put them in places? Cause we all see players go places and we're like, huh? Like (laughs) a little head scratching to be like, (laughs) Miami. (laughs) I don't know how long. I did want to ask that. No. Yeah. I mean, everything is give and take, bro. 50, 50. I feel like, the NIL, the transfer portal, it has its pros and its cons. But it's definitely going to be people going places to get more money uh, than other schools. And you're going to go to a lower school just to get more money. Because if money is your motive, then that's what it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for like that they get money and shit like that. But I feel like it should have been some jurisdictions or some more rules on it or something like that. Because people just going to be... Like you said, just taking money and fucking up their career right. just to get money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to shit. The shit that come with money is is that more money, more problems ain't cliche. Like that shit real, bro. Like that shit gonna add more and then it's gonna take away from your grind and your focus. So I just hope they keep their mind clear for real. So you had talked earlier about seeing some of the Ohio State players all around the country during these breaks and the money that they're receiving in this uh, in this new age of NIL, how do you think you would have handled it as a player, um, winning a natty, having that type of money and those responsibilities earlier than when you got to the draft and had to learn those lessons about uh, money bringing more problems? Um, I don't even know, bro. Like now that I think about it, like I wouldn't have done no like stupid ass shit, but I would have done some fried shit for sure. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't didn't have nobody like I was the first person in my family to go to college so like I didn't have nobody when I got to the league like I had nobody to tell me how to handle money you know he would have been on high street in a hellcat (laughs) I would have been going stupid bro I would have been going crazy because I ain't have them clubs would have been ready for Gary what (laughs) my first year bro like I was going back to Columbus like lighting clubs up bro like it was just, and it was on some dumb shit because I didn't have nobody to tell me better, you know? Right, right. And then I hired a financial advisor and he was telling me like, bro, like you got to chill. Like I had spent so much money <laughs> going to Miami and going to here and going to here. I think I had went to like Vegas, LA, Miami, all in like a week, bro. <laughs> he was like, this shit ain't bro. unlimited. <laughs> bro, he, he, flew, he flew out to Oakland. Like, he ain't even called me, tell me he was coming. He just flew out. Yeah, like, look in the eye. Like, yeah, he pulled up to my crib like, yo, you got to chill. Like, I'm like, damn, I spent this much money? Like, so like, if I would have had that in college, I definitely would have been on some trash, but I think it would have helped me learn sooner rather than later as well. I mean, I feel like a lot of people got to go through shit to learn, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like some kids will, it's going to make some kids, it's going to break some kids. That's just how it's going to go with everything else in life. So I kind of wanted to piggyback off the NIL discussion. Uh, What role do you feel like former Buckeyes should play in this new era of NIL and how responsible? Uh, what type of responsibilities do you think as former Buckeyes you guys have to these collectives and helping these efforts to keep Buckeye football great between the foundation and 1870 society? Like, what role do you think former players should play in this new era of NIL for the Buckeyes? Uh, I mean, it just depends on if you want to be involved or not. Like me, I I don't want to be involved in none of that shit. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I like to be low key and be away so i feel it i mean i would be involved as if any player needs to talk or like wants to know about this and that or how to handle money or how to handle this or that or agent or deal or whatever like i would be involved in that but i mean i think i heard about cardell doing 
some NIO agency or doing something. Like, yeah, Ricardo, he's on the board for the foundation. I know he does a lot of work with players and uh, is very yeah. involved with that organization. Yeah. No, that's dope. Like, if you want to be involved in that, yeah, I feel that. But, like, me, I'm cool. Like, I'll come back. Like I said, I'll speak whenever about some real shit about my journey. If they wanted me to talk about anything, they want me to coach some players up, like, get them training or whatever. I'm on that aspect as far as, like, the – the NIL and all that extra shit, I'm cool. I don't so need you're that. saying that you're <laughs> open to being an analyst or coach at Ohio State? Me? Yeah. An analyst? No, I'm not an analyst. But a coach? But uh, I probably, if I were coach, it would be there. I don't want to be a coach because I'd rather be a trainer because coaching right. has too much politics and shit. That's why okay. I train right now. Um, right. Coaching has got a lot of politics and a lot of shit that come with it. And you, you work for somebody. Uh. I wouldn't take kindly to a coach Meyer, coach day telling me how to run my corners. Uh, we have some problems. So yeah. it just depends on that shit like that. But like, if it came down to, it, I definitely would coach. Um, but I'd rather be a trainer because I get to do things my way and be more specific and detailed rather than just coaching scheme and corners. Right. I just saw um, on uh, Facebook, uh, Braxton Miller opening up the charging academy and with Jalen Marshall and has some other Buckeyes and stuff coming up there. Are yeah, you I've involved? That. Are you involved with that and or with uh, him trying to start a new academy in in, in Ohio for uh, for athletes to kind of get us to catch up with producing better athletes in Ohio? Uh, no, nah, but I mean, if Brad want to hit me up, I definitely would help. I mean. It's kind of hard because I live in Houston. But, right, right, right. I mean, yeah. anything I can do to help for sure. So if you ever see this, definitely, if you want me to help, I definitely help. Because I know uh, kids, one of the kids from the camp that I had just hit me up. Like, you coming back to Ohio, and it, like, hurt me to say, like, shit, I don't even know if I'm when I'm going to come back because right. he want, like, training and shit. But they definitely need it for sure. Yeah, bro. Hit up need- Maslin if you do. Tell him to go up to Maslin and help my Maslin boys out. So, yeah. you know, Ohio State been working on, you know, getting that pipeline and getting some talented guys from Glenville, man. I know you play with uh, some some Cleveland guys, some uh, Glenville yeah. guys, and me being from Cleveland, man. You got <laughs> any go. uh, funny funny stories or anything about them Cleveland dudes, man, from the Ville? Uh, I don't got <laughs> no funny stories, but them boys wild, though, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we play with a lot of them. Cardell, uh, Marshawn. Eric Chris Smith. Worley, yeah. Oh, yeah, Worley, that's my dog. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you was talking about yeah. dogs. Like, talk about that dog mentality that they brought to the to the team. The Glenville boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Eric <laughs> Like everybody knew. So it was crazy. Uh I remember Devin. Y'all remember Devin Smith? Yeah, of yeah, course. That, yeah. That's that's like my cousin, bro. Like, we went to Maslin together. We went to Ohio State. Uh, but like when he got to Maslin, I went playing football. So when they played Glenville in a playoff game, in a game, he was saying like uh, they was talking shit before the game, and then like one one point in the game, they picked up like their biggest lineman. One of the Glenville dudes pick up Maslin's biggest lineman and just dumped his ass. He said everybody after that was shook, like nobody was talking shit. They just got their ass whooped. And he said niggas was wearing grills, all type of shit on Glenville team. Uh, but I remember that, and then. I just remember being at Ohio State, like, you could just tell, like, coaches wasn't – you know how coaches talk shit and yell and scream at niggas? Like, they weren't talking to anybody from Glenville like that. Like, <laughs> they knew, like, I, mean, I ain't fucking with that. I remember Coach Combs had yelled at Marshawn. It was crazy. Marshawn not even, like, the aggressive type dude or, like – but, yeah, I mean, he about that, but, like – he yelled at Marshawn. He said something. I just remember him apologizing. I think I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, sorry, I don't want any problems, bro. Don't get Gen Senior on my head, man. We need them two and nah. six boys back in the building, man. Fucking mob ties in Ohio, bro. But no, nah, yeah. They always dogs, though, bro. Like, straight dogs. Like, Bogies. <laughs> Rest in peace, my dog, Bogies. Bogart. Uh, For sure. Marcellus was actually a good ass player too, bro. Marcellus Jones, bro. He just was tweaking off the field. Uh Marshawn. Eric Smith, bro. He was a dog yeah. too, bro. He I just feel like he didn't get the opportunities he deserved. It was a crowded room. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of people. But he was a dog, bro. Autumn Glenn Boy boys are some dogs. 
for sure. So, um, I mean, any anything now that you want to um, get off get get off your chest and say, uh, Gary on, and we're gonna get to some questions uh, uh, from the chat. That. Anybody got any chats for you? All right, anybody got chats? Yeah. Any questions for Gary on in the chat? We got four we right here that we highlighted. We, we have a couple, couple that I saved. Um, someone on, asked if you're familiar with. Uh, someone asked if you're familiar with Jim Knowles' system, and do you like it? I like I said, I don't even be watching for real like that. I don't know. Do you have a Mount Rushmore of Buckeyes? <laughs> the 2016 DBs. The defense for real though, low key. Like I love my defense from that year, bro. I just love that defense, bro. Like I talk to everybody from Ohio State still, like love all them, but like that defense of 2016, like. They're my dogs for that sure. That was what Sam Hubbard, Tyquan Lewis on yeah, the line too. Tracy, yeah. Tracy Sprinkle, yeah. Mike Hill, Worley, uh, Sean, Leek, Dame, yeah. Denzel. It was a lot of us, bro. Yeah, tell my Do you have a favorite play as a Buckeye? You said what? Do you have a favorite play as a Buckeye? Favorite play, man. I got a couple. Uh, damn. I mean, one of my favorite plays, obviously, the Team Up North game. Because, uh, dude, I think it was Peoples Jones. Uh, he was number nine. I want to say that was him. He was number nine my yeah, last year. Yep. Yeah, so he ran an angle route. So they motioned back. They motioned left and they motioned right. They motioned back. And he would run like an angle route. So he'd go out and back in on the slant. And he got me on it like second quarter. And then I missed the tackle. And he got like 20 yards, I think. And then they came back to that play in the fourth quarter, and it was our last play on defense. And he ran the same shit. And I played it off like I didn't know, and then I broke it up. And damn near saved the game. Uh, and then quarter, Curtis scored, and we won. So that would probably be my favorite play for sure. Yeah, D- DPJ was supposed to be with y'all, man. <laughs> Are you submitted? Nah, I mean, there was rumblings about him coming to Ohio State, but I think he uh, – Believed all the hype that uh, Harbaugh sold him. So. Yeah. What was uh? What would you say the toughest wide receiver you had to play in college? In a game? Yes, sir. Or practice? If there I mean, was a Buckeye yeah. better than anyone. Like, our, our receivers easily by far the hardest receivers to guard in college football. Uh, if I would have played, I would have said Mark Cooper because he was a dog. But I didn't play that year. Yeah. But uh. Our receivers like made us better for sure. I feel like nobody was better than our receivers. But um, in a game, I think the and I wouldn't even say the hardest, but I think like the toughest matchup who probably caught the most passes on me was uh Mike Williams from Clemson. Chris Godwin was good too. He <laughs> That's why he asked that question. Cheesy tigers, cheesy tigers. And he set you up yeah. for that. And he was like, "Ask him." Um, who's the I best think he player? only had like two catches on me for like twenty yards, if that. Though he had like a one <laughs> catch because I was off, and I told Coach Coleman I didn't want to play off, and then he caught like a slant on me and got like eight yards. That was it. But. Them dudes at uh, Ohio State, like, our receivers, them, like, shit, our scout team, I'm telling people, like, our scout team wasn't a scout team. Like, our scout team was Joe Burrow, Dwayne Haskins, Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, Benjamin Victor. Like, that's not a fucking scout team. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Weber, like, come on, bro. This ain't no fucking scout team, bro. (laughs) Be like, bro, we supposed to be... Working on drills and shit. These yeah. motherfuckers first supposed to be graphics. like, you know, when you go to scout team, you like chilling. Like I could play around and still break up the pad. And they trying to get playing yeah, time, so they going hard. Man, what? He's telling them like, bro, y'all need to chill out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Over here snapping on this. Oh, yeah. Man, but yeah, um, if y'all have any more questions, go ahead and throw them in. I do want to plug our Discord is will be in the description. We are on there a lot. That community is growing, so tap in with us. We could do a lot. We could watch YouTube video games and all that good stuff. Also, make sure you hit that like, sub, and um, comment down. Let us uh, give us some more questions. I'll say we got anything bro, else, guys. If you ever down to watch some film or something, man, we'll be on the we'll be on a Discord, bro. 
You can yeah. break down some stuff, some inside stuff that people don't know with the games and stuff like that. The fans will love to hear that shit because yeah, there's so many. Uh, bro, we whenever you want, man, we can set it yeah, up. We can get some of your teammates score, yeah, for sure. and somebody down, and we can watch some of the games y'all play, and y'all can give us like some insight because you know the people like us, bro, armchair coaches, bro. We think we got <laughs> got a fucking clue what's going on, but you told us so many nuggets about a game. It's like, oh wow, I didn't even know that. So, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely. Do especially that, that Michigan yeah. game, y'all went in overtime. That's yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's the yeah. one. So yeah, that yeah game I'll hit crazy. you up whenever you want, man. Get, get, get some guys <laughs> together. We'll watch that on the Discord and go from yeah. there. Yeah, so, let me know, yeah, bro. For sure. I will have to warn you, Cam is going to be yelling about the D-line, especially if it's <laughs> year. He's going to turn your volume down and be like, hey, I'm, I'm a trenches guy, man. I watched the game from That's the where the game out. went. Like hey, some we, people we watch might like have to put some secondary. cam film on and let you grade that out, Gary. Let Gary grade that film. That's where the game is won, though. Up nah. front, bro. <laughs> but hey, man, appreciate you sliding, bro, for sure, man. This was cool. Appreciate you pulling yeah. up on us. This was yeah. great. Yeah, appreciate y'all yeah, having like me on, bro. For sure, man. Yeah. For sure. Hey, Gary, on uh, where can our fans find you at? Um, you know, and let them know the latest things that you are doing right now. Uh, my IG is uh underscore G Conley eight. Uh, my Twitter is the same thing underscore G Conley eight. Uh, I'm in Houston. I live in Houston. Trying to get back in the league. Just finished rehab. Uh, three weeks ago. So I'm basically back and just getting in shape. Try to get a workout with a team. Um, I do a podcast. I'm waiting on uh to set everything up with me and my cousin. We're gonna do a podcast. Uh, hopefully within the next week or two, start a podcast. And then I'm definitely trying to do this documentary. Uh, I had a couple people hit me up already, but anybody that wants to do a documentary um, or like help with that, I want to do a documentary and write a book on like my whole journey from football to not playing football to starting playing football to college to rape case, first round draft pick, injuries, rehab, coming back. So definitely want to get that rolling. For sure. If you ever in a DFW or Frisco, hit me up, man. Man, I was that's where I did my rehab at, bro. That's crazy. I was there since what February. Yeah. Uh, I just finished uh three weeks ago. Yeah. That's where um Devin, I was over there with Devin and Zeke. We were training at Exos. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they about Zeke up. at the club. One of my friends uh do security. <laughs> a, a Zeke club story. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's common, man. Yeah. Everybody got one of those. Yeah. As long as he make the workout, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's what Zach Smith said. That's Zach exactly Smith, what Zach Smith said. Zach Smith was like, bro, he was like, yeah. Zeke be out there partying and shit, but he'll come yeah, in and bro. run for 200 yards on motherfucker. They was like, right, So they didn't it. say nothing. Say? Bro. Yeah. bro, we should be out and have 545 workouts. We'd be in that bitch hurting. <laughs> if we do the workout, we performing. Like, what can you really say? Like Zeke was yeah. just different. Yeah. Yeah. So, nah, that's facts. But, uh, oh, I think uh, Charles Greenlee throw his in here. Do you think uh, OSU will become BIA again? Obviously, with the slack a little bit at corners and safeties the last couple seasons, do you think they will make a return in the next couple years? Yeah, I think they can, bro. I mean, I feel like the whole team itself can be a championship team uh or just caliber you know what i'm saying bia can definitely come back but it's just mentality bro like somebody gotta step up as a player and get the other players to realize like it's it's on us and like even if it's on coaches and on recruiter whatever like we gotta take over all that shit like everything is on us put everything on us like when i tell my corners when i'm training the way I thought that when I play corner, if it's cover three, it's cover zero. If it's cover four, it's cover zero. If it's cover one, it's cover zero. If it's cover two, it's cover zero. Like, put all the responsibility on you and then just take off from there, bro. Bring people with you. Yeah. But I feel like they can, bro. They just got to get their mentality right. And that culture got to be like that. 100%. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it there. We appreciate you, Gary. On uh, Mike, go ahead and close out. Let us know where people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at 216 underscore wild boy. I'll be on the Discord. We're always watching film, talking in there. So definitely hop in the Discord. You don't want to miss it. Cam? You find me at I Know Things 19 uh, and also in the Best Damn Server uh, and Discord. We're going to have some things coming up in the pipeline. 
uh, I think y'all gonna like. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if you want to find me at City Boy Quentin on Twitter, find a Johnson on Instagram, and Ozzy tapping with me at the Discord, you know, hop, hop in there. And Gary, I appreciate you coming on here, man. You're welcome anytime. Go ahead, Ron, get us out of here. Appreciate yeah, y'all having another me. Another big thanks to Gary on for showing up and doing the show for us. This was an amazing show. You can find me on Twitter at two underscore T's. Um, you could find me on Twitch at two underscore T's. Uh, and then you could find us on our discord uh the link is in the description and yeah if you want to pull up and uh hang out with us in the discord talk to us we're gonna have a lot of things going on this season so that's gonna be the place to be for college football communities we appreciate you guys tuning into this special edition of buckeye bs with our guy gary on conley and we will see you next sunday at 10 appreciate you guys for pulling up and big thank you again to gary on for doing this for us thanks bro appreciate y'all appreciate and no disrespect indiana Ha, 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 ha.